Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and we'll be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolick and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I am Nicole Frolic, one of your co-hosts, and I am here with Lisa and Brian and Lisa's voices, Shirley, coming back slowly but surely. So we're happy to hear her lovely voice again. Today, we are excited to introduce a new guest to the podcast. His name is Joseph Labruto III, and he's one of the top psychic mediums of our time. Noted by his own peers as being one of the best evidentiary mediums in the country, Joseph is on a fast track to becoming one of America's most loved mediums. Joseph's unique talents have brought hope and healing to thousands. Working with his spirit guides known as the collective, Joseph also performs miraculous healing of major diseases, emotional and physical trauma, depression, and addictions. Everyone receives the benefit of spiritual balance for a healthy mind, body, and soul connection through his healing. Joseph's warm and loving energy and miraculous deeds have been a source of inspiration for thousands of people through the years and has published several of the most enlightening books in the New Age market, The Promise, Is There More to Life Than What We Know, and his amazing new book, Speaking to Heaven. Joseph, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, it's a pleasure to be on. I'm doing wonderful today. You're How many fingers do I have up? <laughs> <laughs> Three. <laughs> Okay, so it was a trick question. I have two fingers and a thumb. There you go. So that was pretty good. Okay. Uh, I I was filling um, Joseph in before you guys got on that I was like, yeah, Brian was our skeptic, but uh, we don't refer to him as that anymore. So, Uh yeah. You're down in in sunny Florida. Yep, I'm in South Florida. It's 82 degrees right now and sunny and. yeah, it's, you know, we, we like enjoy the winter months too. You know, we don't get enough of it here. And so I try to travel up north as much as I can just to enjoy the cold while it's still here. Before There's an eight-foot pile of snow out of, outside our window. Yeah, I think that's too cold for me. <laughs> <laughs> so in your healing, can you also send uh, sunshine, vitamin D, that sort of thing? That's it. We're going to send healing your way, especially to Lisa's throat, Okay. <laughs> Well, you you are a healer, but you also do um, mediumship, which I think, did that turn on before you started healing? Which came first? Um, well, f- what uh, the chicken or the egg, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> first thing I became was a channel before everything. And it was early in my life, in my 20s, and a show came on TV called Out on a Limb with Shirley MacLaine. As I was watching this show, she visited England and saw this person who channeled spirit guides. This guy blindfolded himself, was making hot tea for her in the kitchen while her, his guide was coming through, telling all about her life. And I remember sitting there going, wow, I want to learn that. So I started taking classes and um, had a mentor, Marilyn Raphael, take me under her belt. And she, I developed into a trance channel where I go into trance and I have my collective speak through me. And as the years went on, I have my collective started to getting larger and larger. And people used to come just for messages, um, life path messages and stuff from the collective. But then all of a sudden, I started tuning in to loved ones. And my guides would bring loved ones in for the people. And here I am blindfolded, you know, have a characteristic of a different person come through, bringing the loved ones through for everyone. And around this time, John Edwards came on television, the show John Edwards. And I was watching him thinking, huh, 
platform mediumship. I could take this blindfold off and do it like him. So I started to practice. I removed the blindfold. I didn't go into channel state. I decided to connect to the loved ones, hearing them on my own. Slowly, I started developing my gift as a medium by just watching his show and what he does. And I said, okay, I do this with my guides. I could do this with the loved ones. Let me hear their voice. So I started honing in on the people sitting in front of me, and I started to hear their loved ones speak to me as I start to give them message. And validation is always important for me. I always have that validation that I'm on the right track. Even in my channeling, when my guides come through, they talk about the person's life and they get the validation back from the person that they're 100% correct what's going on with their life. Well, long story short, I started developing into a medium and it started getting stronger and stronger. In 2012, I had the opportunity to go to Brazil to meet John of God. And when I met John of God, it's, it's kind of a long story, but he kind of had me go through this I was there for three days to meet him. I had to go through these long lines three times in a row. Oh, I'm sorry, six days. Uh, yeah, three days. It was the third day when he told me that I was I was a powerful healer. And to prepare myself, he gifted me with these crystals to use. And he says, meditate with these crystals. I'll always be in tune with, with his guides at the Casa. So when I got back to the States, I used the crystals um, regularly before I do any of my mediumship work and just meditate with them. And then all of a sudden, I, I taught a class that is called um, Contacting Your Angels and Spirit Guides. In this class, I bring people under meditation. Um, during the deep meditation, I had one person who was involved in an auto accident, and she didn't know if she could stay in her seat for a long time. So I told her, listen, if you need to sneak out, just do it quietly. Well, as everybody went under, she went under, and she completely went under where her head fell between her knees. When the class, when we got to the end of the class where everybody got to share their message of their spirit guides they met, she was completely still out. So I asked the woman next to her to make sure she don't fall out of her chair. As what people were still talking about their, their experience, she started coming too. And then she looked at me and started yelling. He says, Joseph, why did you keep me? You held me down for this longest time and you wouldn't let me up. And everybody in the class said, no, he's been sitting in that chair all this time. She said, no, I felt his hands on my shoulders. And every time I try to get up, he wouldn't let me up. And then she said, wait a minute, my back, I, I have no pain. And then she stood up. She said, oh my God, she started crying. She says, my pain is gone. I have no more back pain. And that's when I light bulb went off in my head about what John O'God told me about me doing this healing work. And so I started meditating with my guides and came up with this whole program of using affirmations like I am healthy, I am at peace, I am healthy and well, I am healed. So we came up with all this and then I started to do what's called hands-on healing where I channel my guides, they come through me, I go to each person from behind, lay my hands on their shoulders and people started to get healed. Um, even people could feel the masters come to them, even though I wasn't, if I was in the other cross, across the room, they felt someone lift their arms up in the air or turn their heads. And when they opened their eyes to see if it was me, they said they saw me at the other end and they kind of freaked them out a little bit. But miraculous healing started to happen. Aches and pains would go away within 24 hours. And there's a list of people who have been healed from major, like diseases like cancer. Even my assistant, Stacy, who you spoke to, had Crohn's disease. And after doing some healing, she no longer has Crohn's disease. So this is when I become the healer um, as the stages from a channeler to a medium to a healer. And now when I do my things, I do all three with your healing, do you find, is it always spontaneous or does it vary with from client to client with how many times they have to come see you? Um, it does vary. It really depends on how open the person is to. If you're very receptive to this, the healing will be immediately. But if you're very skeptical and very closed off, sometimes the healing won't work at all. And if it's in our karma, um, that we have to have this disease and go through that, then the healing won't work. Um, so, oh, interesting. so it really varies on why, because sometimes we have a life lesson, like if somebody has cancer, maybe they choose to have that disease to go through it, or maybe um, their life ends from this disease, um, depending on our life path journey. Um, but if it's not in your life path journey and you don't have to experience this, normally um, it, the healing does work. So not everything is predestined and meant to be 
Exactly. We are. We are, oh, like, thank you. Oh, it's no, like no, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, Joseph. But mm-hmm. We were having this conversation yesterday because I said everything is a metaphor. So if you bring some sort of illness into your life, there's always something to be learned from it. There is something to be learned from it. So it doesn't mean you have to hold that illness for the rest of, for all your, the rest of the life or death from that illness. You learn from it and you move it. You move forward from it. We have like we have free will. We have free will to do what we want to do. If we don't want this disease, sometimes we can um, change our karmic life too. If we're powerful enough to manifest it, we can say, okay, I don't want this karmic experience anymore. Um, I want to cancel it. I want to change my life. I want to do it. If we're powerful enough to do that, we can. But most people have the fear and doubts. And when we put doubts right. into it, it just kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't flow through. Yeah, I think um, it's important for people to understand that, um, of course, you have free will, but there's, like you said, there's certain things that you can't heal if someone has to learn a lesson from it. So if you're not willing to learn the lesson, then you will be destined to that illness for the rest of your life, unless you choose to learn the lesson and move on from it. That that that's the way karmic works. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when did you first start start hearing from people who've passed on? Well, since I was a child, I used to see spirits all the time and they used to come to my room, talk to me, make me laugh. And I thought they were I, I thought they were regular people seeing me all this time. Um around that I was around nine years old, um, when my grandmother passed away and I remember my father taking me to the funeral, seeing her laid out in the casket and going into the ground is my first time experienced anything like this. And a few days later, as I was going into my bedroom, there she was just sitting on my bed, looking at me, smiling. And I, here I said, I saw her in the casket. I saw her going to the ground. So now I realized she was a ghost. And I realized all the other people that used to come to come see me were ghosts too. I remember running. <laughs> I remember running and screaming out of the room, <laughs> um, and then my dad making me go to bed. But I turned the lights on and I put my head underneath the covers and um, headphones in the ears. You know, I could feel them around me walking around, but I kept my eyes tight shut and my head underneath the covers. Finally, it, they stopped coming, and I shut myself down until later on in life. It was. Probably in my early 20s, when my cousin passed away, um, his name is Joe Labruto, as I am, and he left behind a wife and two small children, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. And I remember going to his funeral and returning, and as I was driving, I was kind of yelling at God, why does something happen to somebody who's a father of two children and has a wife like that? Why does this have to happen? And as I was sitting at a red light, all of a sudden I heard his voice clear as day. And as I turned to the passenger side, there he was smiling at me. And he wanted to talk to his wife, Mary Lou, to give her a message. And I thought I was going crazy. Finally, he gave me something that only she would know. And I went to her uh, and I told her what was going on. And she said, yeah, um, that's him. And this is what he used to say to me. Um, at this time, when Joey came to me, I was. This is when I was trying to. I was practicing to become a channel at this time, and I was getting into my channeling abilities first before my mediumship kicked in. So I'm going to back it up a little bit, where he and Mary Lou used to come, and I used to channel my my collective to him and her. So Mary Lou knew about my channeling, but Joey came shortly after that, after he passed, and he opened up Heaven's Gates, and since then, you know, this door's been open and. I've been doing this full time since 2010. So on my 10 10 year anniversary of just doing this work and traveling the country, I'm doing this. So, wow. I'm curious what sort of things did, um, did were done to make you laugh when you were younger? (laughs) What, What were they doing? I was so young at the time. I, I remember some. Uh, there was a juggler. Um, I realized it was my guy Patrick now, and I kind of wrote about about it in one of my books. Is there more to life than what we know? Where 
he would just appear, he would appear juggling potatoes and watching them drop and all and roll and everything. And I would laugh and laugh. And my dad would yell, go to sleep up there. Who are you talking to? And I said, <laughs> and, and then I remember Sparrowhawk, who's Native American. And I would see, I would actually see the environment behind him where all of a sudden he would appear and then behind him would be a mountain and I'll see the stream and the bears and all this stuff. As years went by, I thought it was just my imagination until I started writing. And then all this started to come back to me like a deja vu. And then I, you know, but as a child, it's, mm. the memory started to go. And I thought maybe it was just a vivid imagination. Maybe it was all in my mind. And then when I started writing my book, Is There a More to Life Than What We Know? All my childhood stuff started coming up. The dreams that I had, Patrick, and all that started to unfold in my mind's eye. And I said, oh, my God, this is, this is too real. So I started writing and writing and writing and writing of all my childhood experiences and everything. So, but, yeah, that's, that's the things that happened to me when I was that's young. Fascinating. So, thank God it doesn't happen now. I, they let me sleep now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. I don't get this. So only if you want to connect with them or you don't see dead people at all I, I yeah i don't see them like i used to when i was younger i felt after i saw my cousin joey it startled me I, you know i i'm afraid of going around the corner and there's someone there as i was opening up when i saw my cousin joey yeah i used to see spirits following people and things like that and it used to it really bugged me because i didn't want to be startled so i finally i shut down that that my third eye so to say but I can hear and feel their presence. And I worked I worked with my, my guys to have an on and off switch. So I'm not on 24-7. I'm only on when I'm ready to do this. So now I go out in public, not worry about seeing spirits or anything until I'm ready to do my thing. And then I have my on switch that clicks on. Then they'll start to appear to me. Oh, that's awesome. It's great that you can control it because I know that there are people who obviously when you start out, you can't. Um, I have a question for you, actually. I was on a call with one of my clients today and she's been, I think, starting to experience mediumship uh, where those who've passed on are showing up mostly in her dreams right now. Okay. And, um, but recently they're now showing up with their spouses who are still alive and when they show up they show up at their healthiest age and now the spouses who are still alive are showing up at that age too and i'm wondering if you have any um insight into that so this person is seeing the spouse who's alive also in spirit in the dreams yeah they come into the, in dreams, the dreams with them yeah okay all right I call it rum sleep. This is this is the best time for spirit to communicate with someone. It's like that movie I see dead people, um, um, where Bruce Willis um, would come to her in her dreams to speak to her, and she would hear him. So as a medium, she's she's opening up to the the person in spirit, seeing that person in spirit through rum sleep. They normally pick an age when they are healthy or great, where they feel best of themselves. Now, by seeing the um, loved one who's still alive but not in spirit, what it is is they're showing a lot of times our spouses, we're all still interconnected. Even though the spouse is still alive, they're part of their dreams. They're part of their. So their consciousness is with that loved one. So she's tapping into the consciousness of the person who's alive, who's on the same soul level with her husband who's passed away. So they're seeing them each, to get, each together, but it's the person's consciousness or that their dream state of being with their loved one or when their our body leaves our, our soul leaves our body when we sleep we we do travel but we don't remember so it's that person who is still alive soul will leave the body to meet with the husband who's passed away and and be together there and then when she wakes up the soul no longer is there comes back into the body again but that's what she's interpreting she's seeing okay. the soul of the physical body intermingling with the soul of the spiritual body when the, when they can that's and what that's she was thinking process. she's like are they is she like in her sleep like astral traveling or some level exactly yeah. exactly that's their soul leaving the body to to meet on there um i could share a story with my mother um my father passed away last year april april 1st and um about probably about in june 
um, she she woke up and she said she was floating, and there was a big light in the kitchen in the um, in the garage where she was floating out of her bedroom, and um, she could see my her my father um, very very clear as she was floating toward him, and then she saw Robert my brother who stays there with her, and she started yelling for Robert help me help me, and he woke up, <laughs> and went into the room. Well. Um, at that time, she had to go in for surgery. She was having a, uh, had to get a stent put into her heart. And so I feel that she passed away, was passing away at that time, floating through the garage and seeing oh, Robert. And, and she saw my, saw my father. She said he was so young and handsome, like when we met. And I was just floating to him. And then all of a sudden, I saw Robert sleeping there. And I started yelling for Robert. And the next thing I knew, I woke up and I was in an ambulance. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So. my dad experienced something really similar where he, um, I was home one summer and uh, he had a dream that uh, both of, he saw both of his parents in the grocery store and he couldn't believe how young his mother looked and his dad. And so when he was recounting this to me the next day, that's, that was kind of the clue to me is like, oh, that you like were really with them. You, it wasn't just like your mind making it up. And mm-hmm. he just, he knew it was true and he just started crying because uh, hmm. they died quite a, a while ago, but it was really cool for him to have that experience. Sometimes loved ones will have it right before they're passing too. Um, like my father, when he was very ill, he um, could have swore he saw his sister, Angie, who passed away years ago, walking around the swimming pool. He He's looking out there saying, Angie. What is Angie doing out there by the pool? And we're looking out there thinking he's hallucinating. Nope, there's Angie's not by the pool. And the day he went into the hospital, um, before he passed, he, the nurse come, came out saying he's, he's yelling for his mama and papa. He's, and uh, as I walk in there, his arms are stretched saying mama, papa, and all that. Um, so loved ones do see. Um, before we pass, we do see our loved ones. They do greet us and they do help us cross over so that's awesome that's really interesting how many uh, i I, how many people just assume their loved one is you know losing their marbles and going crazy but they're you know Mm -hmm. they're seeing yeah they're actually seeing they're they're actually seeing the 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 next level of life i call it and you know and and that's and, and that's how you know too if you start if a loved one's very ill and they start to talk about seeing um, loved ones that are crossed over. Normally, it's their time for for crossing over, or That's, that people should know that so. that should be in like the handbook of being <laughs> a human. Yeah, yeah, but pe- people are still learning. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's them. You can write that handbook. <laughs> From what I understand, it's the past. The the ones who've passed on are coming to guide that soul. Onward. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. When you see someone of familiarity, it it's easy to transition into the afterlife because you they're familiar to you. They're your family member, and they kind of walk you through what's going on, telling mm-hmm. telling just telling you you have passed away, and 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 you can always still be here though. Um, they're not. They're only a breath away. I say. Well, since you have um, a live person who needs healing right now did you want to try anything with lisa for her throat or (laughs) (laughs) it's mainly my chest i have a cough yeah that's the whole thing we have a chest yeah what what we can do is like i use affirmation lisa um when i do my healings and 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 focus on there um for long distance healings i will ask you just place your hand on your chest and um if you have a trouble talking or saying the affirmations, I'll say the affirmations out loud and you could just say it in your head. Um, but we all can do this too. If any, any of you have any ailments on your body, just put the, put your left palm on, onto wherever you need to do. I want you to visualize this green energy coming out of your hands and going into your chest. Just like mouthwash disinfects and kills germs, this green energy is going to take away any infections, diseases, and viruses out of you. I work with energy centers, starting with the top of your head, the crown. You can call them chakras as well. And in in your mind, Lisa, you can just say, and I'll just say it out loud, I am, well, we're going to start with I am healthy. So take a deep breath. See that energy coming in through the top of your head 
and say out loud three times, I am healthy. I am healthy. I am healthy. And go to your third eye and visualize that green energy and say out loud three times. And now into your throat chakra with this green energy and say out loud three times. I want you to take a deep breath, visualize this green energy going into your chest, clearing any viruses out of your body, and say out loud three times. And now into your solar plexus with this beautiful green energy, and say out loud three times. And now into your sacral, the reproductive area, this green energy, and say out loud three times. I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy. And now into the root chakra, this beautiful green, and say out loud three times. I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy. Take a deep breath, bring this energy now and through the top of your head, going through your body to the soles of your feet, the palm of your hands, healing you of any aches and pains, viruses and diseases, and say out loud three more times. I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy. Wonderful. That is just one step I'm going to bring you through. Normally when I go through a whole healing, I would bring more masters and guides through, and it would be like 25, 30 minutes time we get through everything. Um, but this is something um, that when we bring, we use affirmations. When you use the words, I am, you're bringing God's strength into it. When you say it out loud, you're putting it out in the universe. I am healthy. It's like when you're saying when somebody gets sick, I am sick and stuff. You're saying, yeah, I am sick. But if you say, I am healthy, I am healthy, I am healthy, you're putting that on the universe for self-healing. Um, channeling the masters, visualizing the masters like Archangel Raphael, bringing in his green energy is a way of healing. And, and that's the way we can do this. In fact, as a gift, what I'm going to do is when we get this podcast up, I'm going to put a code for anyone to download my healing recording. And they can go ahead and download it and they can do self-healing of the mind, body, and soul themselves. That's nice. Thank so, you. Yeah, thank you. So That's great. Yeah. I just I've been working on self-healing, but I haven't been able to say it out loud. <laughs> okay. I know we don't have a live show uh, where people can call in and anything like that. Did you want to do any mediumship here or any channeling? We could, we could, we could, well, it would be the mediumship part, and I, it could be one of the three of you. I'm going to, um, Lisa. Um, I, well, I'm going to open it up for three of you, and whoever, whoever goes, whoever comes through for that person goes for that person. I have no, I have no choice. And, um, uh. but since you're all here, um, you're open game on there. Uh oh. So, <laughs> so what? <laughs> So what we're going to do is I'm going to do a very short meditation. How a medium works is you're the one who brings the loved ones into the room and a medium is, taps into your loved ones through you. So in meditation, I'm going to create what's called a loving bridge to heaven as we bring your loved ones through. I'm going to give you time to, to speak to them. Um, whatever you want to say, now is the time in your heart to say whatever you need to say to them. We're going to ask them through your mind. Please tell Joseph things about themselves, special memories you had with them as well, or conversations. My on switch, I'm going to have both of all three of you count one to ten out loud and say your first name three times out loud. And then I will I will choose, or they will choose, I was, one, of, one of you will get the reading first, okay? Normally when I do the radio, or when I do radio and stuff like that, normally I have the caller come in and just have them count one to five, and I'll read that one person. Um, but I just kind of, I feel like I needed to go through the steps here with the three of you. So everybody can get an idea how this works. Okay. Okay. All right. I want the three of you to close your eyes, take a deep breath in through your nose, push it out through your mouth, visualize this loving bridge. I call this a loving bridge to heaven and invite whoever you would like to speak to, invite them into this room. I'm going to give you time to speak to them. Whatever you want to say, now is the time. When you finish speaking, just say the word ready out loud for me. You may begin.
Ready. How about Lisa and Brian? Are you ready? Ready. Okay. All right. Are you ready, Brian? Ready. Okay. In your mind, it's most important to ask them to please tell Joseph things about themselves. Share special memories you had with them in life. Conversations that you had. Places you traveled to with them as well. I also give them permission to speak through me if they wish to speak through me and also make their presence known to you in any way or form. In your head still, I want you to call their names out loud, but in your head only. Now, sometimes we become messengers for friends or family members who lost someone. So if anyone in spirit would like to give you a message so you can give to a friend or family member, they're welcome to do so as well. And we also welcome anyone in spirit who are not, that you cannot think of, or that you haven't thought about, who would like to speak to you, don't be a surprise. They're welcome to do so as well. I want you to count one to ten for me, all three of you, out loud, and then say your first name three times. You may begin. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. All right. When I come up with names, it could be a person who's alive, not necessarily deceased. If the person's alive, that means someone in spirit is asking about that person. Um, but also, all of a sudden, I went to a national park like Yellowstone um, National Park. And can any of you relate to Yellowstone National Park in any way, visiting there, being there, or anything like that? No. Mm-mm. All right. In this Yellowstone National Park, I see buffalo. And the buffalo means anything. Anyone has Native American in them? I do. And who's this, Lisa? Yes. Okay. All right. So this is where I see like the Lakota, Lakota, Lakota tribe. Okay. Any connection to the Lakota? She channels. She's channel light languages. Yeah, from, I see. but it's 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 Lakotan sometimes. I see that. I see that. I, I understand. I see her talking the light language. I I see the buffalo. So the buffalo represents maybe a name of someone um, that she may be connected to, like Sitting Bull or something with the buffalo name in it. But I am there in the Lakota tribe. I see a lot of past. I see past lives with her in this as well i see ancestry that goes deep throughout the years i see the tears on um, the trail of tears as well as this tribe has been moved over into lands of, that they haven't known where they had to go through the trails of tears from the lakota very proud ancestry she has on this past life and very this is why you have this connection with them lisa is because you have many lifetimes as a lakota as a medicine woman as they say when you say you can heal thyself you have the power within you because you have you have the power to move mountains they tell me that you have this power within yourself to self-heal to heal others and you need to dig deep you need to bring this power within yourself and bring it out to the world to see this is what they're telling me um there is a mark there's a tattoo that is very strong in a native american what i'm seeing okay the image that's showing to me is the sun it's a circle with lines on it and it shows it's like the sun so the power of the sun is very important um to work with as well the sun and the moon okay the sun and the moon sign i'm seeing too but the mainly the power of the sun can you relate to this lisa other than I love the sun. <laughs> okay. The sun will give you power. The sun will give you energy. So this is where you get your power from, is from the sun. I the, actually just had a meditation this morning with the Indi with an Indian tribe, and I was sitting in a circle. There you go. Them, which happens a lot. They, I feel like they come to me a lot. Was, was that a meditation you did, or you actually did this physically? It, it was a meditation. Okay, so this is what they showed me, the circle, the sun, and the Native Americans. So if it comes to you in a meditation, this is your validation that your meditation is true. 
that they are working with you. This whole, especially the grandmothers. <laughs> and I had to mention the grandmothers to you. They're very strong working with you. And I have to use the word aho <laughs> as well. What a blessing. Thank you. You have a blessing there, Brian. <laughs> Indeed I do. Wow. I will dig okay. deep into my healing abilities. Mm-hmm. It is within you and you had you are you have been a medicine woman. Could be medicine man too, not just woman, but you have been a medicine person for many years, um, past lifetimes, and you need to bring that power back. It doesn't surprise me because I have such great intuition when it comes to the body and just okay. healing and things that need to be done when people are sick or even for myself. I just have such a mm. strong intuition of, with my own body. Okay. Wonderful. Nicole, I have an awakening for you. It's like you got hit over the head and finally saw the light and things started to make sense to you and come together not too long ago, like maybe a few years ago, they're telling me. And water is a strong body um, for you. I know you're in Colorado, but unless it's a, it's lake, lake water, it's, it's lake cool water that I'm seeing. Are you attracted to water? Do you have to be by water or are you at water well, right now? I spent 10 years in the Cayman Islands, so. <sighs> there you go. <laughs> All right. And you're now not you're the first the person to tell me water is very important to me. Water is your soul, and this is where you thrive. So you need to make sure you get back to water as often as you can. Like for me, it's the mountains, and I'm surrounded by water here. So at least once a year, I make it to the Smokies, or I like to get to Colorado sometimes and go in the Rockies. But I, I try to make it to the rock. I get recharged. So you have to make sure, because this water flow is, is strong with you. And this is where, this is where, where I see as well. Um, a grandmother figure that is strong with you too, as well. Is there a Marie or Maria, Mary, or anything like that in the family, Nicole? Um, my my, I think my dad had an aunt Mary. Okay. Any M's? Is there any female M's that are very close to you in spirit? Besides that, Mother Mary. Here we go. Do you work with Mother Mary consciousness or energy mm -hmm. at all? Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. I'm going into the Christ consciousness with you right now. And I'm bringing that mother's er mother energy, Mother Mary energy. Um, God, it's like feed the poor, feed the children, feed the poor, and do what we can. And that's what I have with you. A person who um, wants to give, um, who is very, your solar plexus are very um, vulnerable, so to say, that's where your PowerPoint is in your solar plexus, meaning that um, you have to be careful around other people. You're very subject you're to different energy and these energies always will change your, um, your moods and things um, or perspective too as well. So you have to be very careful of that as well. Um, <clears throat> Seashells. I see a collection of seashells as well. Does that make sense with you? Um, it's like a bowl of, bowl of rocks with shells. Um, other than when I was in the Cayman Islands, I had um, a jar. Like not even a jar, but like when you know those big um, hurricane um, vases Bottles. filled with sand and some shells. Okay. Well, that's what I'm seeing. There's stuff, shells, shells in a bottle I'm seeing right now. I, I, I normally, I, it's weird. I got mermaid energy with you. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I, I've, I've never had mermaid energy, but that's what I got with you. I see, I, I see the, I see like a necklace with a, with a shell on it. But the shell is like a um, inner circle within a circle within a circle, the nautilus shell, and that's what they're showing me. It's the nautilus shell within you, and and I guess that's why water is your sign that I feel. I I, I do a lot of meditations where I go into the ocean. Oh, okay, 
So you're in the ocean. So that's why I have mermaid energy with you, since you're part of the ocean. And um, and the Nautilus, the, the shell, the Nautilus shell is very powerful for you. This is something that you need to have on you or make a necklace into it. It's like voice. It's almost like the Little Mermaid thing with the voice thing. It's like it gives you your voice and your intuition. It'll enhance your intuition, your third eye. And what, And since you do meditation with water, there's a reason why, because water is your power. And that's where you need to be for yourself. Mm. Well, that's perfect, because so, I'm going back down to the Caymans in a couple of weeks. So There there you go. So there's your, re, there's your recharge. Yeah. Well, I know we wanted to do mediumship, but it looks like I'm doing more of a channeling for, for both of you here. Um, this is called channeling, where my guides are giving information to help you, both of you, for your higher purpose and your journey's path to put you on the right path and, and validation. So that's where that's where I'm at right now. Um, Brian, does somebody owe you an apology in spirit, by the way? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Do you know if you have a friend that might have passed away of addictions or something like that? Um, no. Or alcohol or anything like that? Uh, not, no, not that I... Okay, Lisa or Nicole, anyone who had addictions that passed away? My grandmother passed away. Um, she was an alcoholic. Okay, there it we go. Wouldn't surprise me if she's here. She's she shows up. Any, any, and anybody? she owes you an apology. Oh, she does owe me. <gasps> an That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She owes me a big apology. <laughs> okay, I was trying to read Brian here, but then it's. it's since you're married to Brian, it does that's how things work. So I have your grandmother here who wants to say that she's sorry. She's sorry how everything how everything worked out at the end there. And her condition and her mannerisms and what she did and said. She wants to say that she's sorry for that. We hold on to things sometimes. It makes us who we are and we need to forgive. And when we can forgive someone for their deeds, it helps us move further in our enlightenment. So it's important to forgive her for whatever what was done so you can move forward in your enlightenment. She's hoping that if she says that she's sorry for causing the pain and causing what she did to the family, she's hoping that that can help you move forward. Yeah, I, I already forgive her. She's free. Okay, well... She's free. I'm still feeling her. So now I asked about the M, like Mary Marie, anybody in your family? Female M? I have a Marie in my family. Okay. Who is Marie, Brian? She was my grandma's sister. Okay. I have a hospice situation now, somebody who had to be taken care of, female, is this mama, grandmother, for you? My, only my, only my grandfather. Hospice situation? Yeah. Is there a G like George or anything like that? Yeah, that's my other grandfather, he was... My mom had to take care of him. It was kind there of, was kind of like a hospice. There we go. His name is George? Yeah. I have George here for you. And he's told me that he, he told me he had to be taken care of. It was like a, a home type, home hospice where he had to be taken, looking at, looked after. So <laughs> he has a big smile on his face. And he says he always wanted to connect with you. Now it's my time to say hello to you and give your mother a big hug and kiss from me and tell her how much I love her and I miss her. And thank, she thanks you, your mom, everyone for taking care of him when he needed everyone the most. Okay. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>
That one so now you have. <laughs> so there's a little sample of mediumship and and guidance from spirit guides as well that I just did, as well as healing. So you got pretty much of my all three things that I do. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Thank you so much. So I really yeah. felt the emotion of that last one. Yeah, me too. Well, I felt that George had to go there. Um, so there's a tie with Marie there and stuff, but then George just popped right in when you mentioned grandfather, and that that's why I needed to go there. So if I had, you know, if I if this was a regular reading, I probably would start pulling in your whole family. Well, tree. he was the one that I, the name that I put put forth, and that exercise you had us. Uh, so that's why he stepped forward to show you he was there. Wonderful. Very cool. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, I want to thank you all yeah. for doing this. Um, I'm curious, in your, in your, over the course of your life, did you ever experience a moment where your faith was um, challenged? Meaning religious faith? Anything, or, um, like just your faith in like your own self, what you know, um, like a big truth challenged for you. I wouldn't say my faith was challenged. I knew I was on this journey path and I had to do do this. If anything, it was taking that leap of faith to do this instead of doing it part-time because I used to have a production business, photography and video. That was my livelihood. And I did this part-time. I used to do readings out of my home just, just for the fun of it. So I did it for free at first. And then I charged very little here and there. And then my business, my production business started to slow down tremendously. I couldn't figure out what was going on, but people kept on wanting readings and more readings and more readings. So I decided to to kind of adjust myself to charge more money into my readings so I could make ends meet. So I had to take that leap of faith and say, okay, I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to leave this nine to five or whatever job that I, that is concrete and see if I can do this for a living. So 2010, I decided to start a corporation, our journey of life incorporated. I started and then do channeling. And um, at that time I wasn't a healer, but I was de developing my mediumship my, was being developed stronger. And I decided to take that leap of faith. And that's the only time when I was tested is to leave the everyday physical thing where I knew I would make money to take a leap of faith to do this, to see if I could survive, to do this, to, to make a living, to pay my bills and things. and. You know, and it was a gamble I took, and it and, and it paid off. And I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I meant meant to be. This is what I meant to do, till till I die. And I feel that as long as I do this work, I oh, the universe takes care of me. And do you have any tips for um, people who like their mediumship is starting to turn on because it's starting? I I've seen that happening more and more with people. Uh, do you have any tips about? Um, or guidance for them as they go through it? Well, a lot of times um, fear gets in the way. Um, the fear of being wrong. No medium or psychic is 100%. I'm not 100%. So they have to take that fear away. If they're developing, I would be honest with the, with the person you're reading, the sitter, that I'm new to this, I'm developing, and um, just be patient with, with my work. Now, the fear of being judged is out there, too. And I, I, I get judged all the time. I get um, people calling me charlatan or taking advantage or this is not the work of God. Um, you have to put that fear and walk your own path and be your own person. Don't let anyone try to take that power away from you and know that you are doing the work that you're supposed to do. You know, Jesus was the same way. You know, he stood his path. He stayed his course. He was crucified and he still he believed in what he what he was and what he did and what a message he had to do as mediums too we get crucified as well and we get challenges um you have to just kind of put that aside and put the fear of not being 100 percent right because you won't be 100 percent right um but as you do the work you'll get better and better you know if i compare myself from 10 years ago i'm so much better than what i was 10 years ago especially when i look at old youtube videos and i go oh my god what a big change um, yeah, I think I, I think people 
feel like it's just supposed to turn on instantly and on full force and you're just supposed to know how to do everything with it. No, it's, it's developing. It's like learning a musical instrument for the first time. You got to learn your scales and you work your way up and you learn the instrument. So you're learning. And it took me many years. I started in my early 20s. Um, trying to do this and I became a channel first and it took me four or five years just to become a channel where it was comfortable enough to start to be in front of people to speak and then my mediumship abilities came in maybe two or three years later and then maybe 10 years after that came my healing abilities so it's a matter of growth and where we are in life Um, my early stages I was a father of four children so I had to I had my responsibility of being father of four, working a regular job and supporting. When my youngest daughter got married, um, that's when I decided to take that leap of faith and do this for a living. That's great. That's great. And can you let our audience know uh, where they can find you, if they want to get in touch with you, book a reading, all of that great stuff? Ourjourneyoflife.com is my web address and all the information's there. You can also look up Joseph Labruto on Facebook. And you can always be connected to where I'm going and traveling and everything. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Joseph, for coming on the show. It was um, a pleasure. And uh, I had no idea the mermaid energy was there. So I'm excited about that. We all did. <laughs> everybody, else, everybody else did. Okay. Uh, yep. It is. That's why you're going back to the Caymans and you'll be in the water. Oh, my gosh. I'm going <laughs> to channel my inner mermaid when I get down there. <laughs> When you're down there, you're going to find a Nautilus shell. And when you find that shell, it's going to be powerful. Make sure you keep it. I will. So look look for that shell on the beach. You're going to find it. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joseph, for being on the show. And uh, thank you again to our audience for joining us uh, this week. We'll be back with you again next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're interested in contacting Nicole or myself for some coaching or any of the other services we provide, you can find out more about Nicole at inflexibleme.com and my website is lisaloveslove.com. Thank you again for joining us and supporting our show, and we will be back with you all next week.